Drive Time on RT Radio 1, sponsored by Zurich. Protect your family's future with life cover from Zurich. Talk to a financial broker to find out more. It is a huge political and social uh, topic. It is a big, big decision by government today to uh, lift the ban on evictions. The government is saying it's the right decision based on legal advice and to ensure that landlords stay in the market and ensure supply. But the opposition in the Dáil today saying this will lead to a tsunami of homelessness. We'll speak with uh, Housing Minister Dar O'Brien of Fianna Fáil, as they say. That'll be just after five o'clock. We'll get the Green Party view in just a moment. But let me know what you think uh, on this one. Five one double five one. And uh, it's it, it, this happened, this decision was announced following a cabinet decision. Uh, and they said they would not extend. It's a temporary ban. They wouldn't extend, they say, the temporary ban on evictions. And the Taoiseach faced a backlash of criticism from opposition TDs in the Dáil, as I alluded to. Let's take a listen to what newly appointed leader of the Social Democrats, Holly Kearns, had to say as she called on the Taoiseach to reverse the decision. I know that I'm new to this, but I think being a leader is about taking responsibility for the things that have happened on your watch. You said there that you weighed up the pros and cons and that on balance you've decided to take this decision. And I think we've heard a lot about the the knowns and the unknowns in recent weeks. Um, This was largely theorising from you and your ministers about what might happen if the eviction ban was extended. But there is no need to speculate in any way whatsoever about what definitely will happen if you remove it. And that is forcing thousands of people into homelessness. So the unintended potential consequences, when you are weighing up the pros and cons, it's very confusing for people, that the definite intended consequences are clear for everybody to see. Tishik, I'll just ask you again, will you please reverse this ridiculous decision? Thanks, Deputy. Uh, the decisions that we made today weren't just a decision uh, to allow the moratorium to lapse. We made a decision uh, to uh, buy up 1,500 homes uh, where the landlord is selling up and the tenant is an affordable housing uh, is a social housing tenant. That will prevent hundreds, if not thousands, of families uh, going into homelessness. We decided to increase the number of social homes we'll provide this year to in around 12,000. Uh, last year, we built about 8,000 new social homes. Uh, probably the highest since 1975. We're going to do more again this year. And we've also, we've also uh, uh, taken other, other measures too, Deputy. And I, I answered your question in, in the first part. Um, we've made this decision and we believe it is the right one uh, in the public interest. We know it's controversial. Uh, we know it's going to be difficult to defend. But it is nonetheless, uh, in our honest view, the right decision and the one in the public interest. And Deputy, once again... Um, you mentioned about being a leader and congratulations again on your recent election. Uh, being a leader means standing over your decisions. I will stand over this decision. And that was the Taoiseach Leo Varankar responding to Social Democrats leader Holly Kearns in the Dáil just uh, a short time ago. For more on this, we're joined now by political correspondent with the Irish Times, Cormac McQuinn. Uh, Cormac, you're very welcome to the programme. Some really sharp criticism there. Well, it's a very highly emotive issue, of course, because what we're talking about here is is people's homes and the prospect that in in the months in the months to come that they they will lose those homes and perhaps enter homelessness. You know, so the government is really in a between a, a rock and a, and a hard place in making this decision. Um, you know, they, there was legal advice seems from the attorney general that yes, it, it could be extended temporarily, but a permanent ban wouldn't wouldn't work but there were other considerations for for ministers to take into account as well when when coming to the decision whether or not to extend the ban and the the, the driving force behind 
the conclusion that they came to appears to be a, a, a fear, a grave fear that even more landlords than have already left the market in recent years mm-hmm. will, will do so if the, if the eviction ban was extended, thus further reducing the, the housing supply and exacerbating the, the, the homelessness situation. Be- so because there, there was no good option for the government here, really, and uh, they, they, will, they will have to defend the, the course of action they've taken. Yeah, no good option, uh, and that's as the government would say themselves, but uh, the, there had been a sense that there would be another short extension to the, to the ban. Uh, Labour was under that impression. Do we know why that was ruled out? You know, it was it was something that was in the ether in the last couple of days that there was a general expectation that there would be a temporary temporary extension. Uh, I know that there was concerns within the Department of Housing about this that that it was it was seen as perhaps just putting off the inevitable uh, for when when evictions would would end up happening again. Um, you know, there has also been the arguments that. The, the eviction ban that's currently in place hasn't really had the desired effect. The homeless numbers have still gone up, albeit people are entering homelessness for dif- different reasons rather than rather than being evicted because landlords want to sell. You know, so it's, I, I suspect a number of factors have, have come into uh, changing minds from a position where it looked like there might be a short extension to the one where. Uh, where they where they decided no, it's it's going to end at the end of March. Will, as, will there be a planned. will there be a vote on it, Cormac? Well, there won't because what, what the way that this this was brought in with with an end date of March 31st, the Dáil had already voted on that. That plan was approved uh, back last year, so there's no there's no opportunity, certainly from the government side, to uh, for a vote to take place in the Dáil, which means that, of course, uh, government TDs who who may be uncomfortable with this course of action uh, won't be won't have to consider voting against the government. Now, of course, the opposition. Uh, might put down motions in the in the coming weeks, which might uh, which might put some of those some of those government TDs in, in an awkward spot in terms of yeah. deciding how they will vote against. Uh, it, but, uh, but and you're right, people that. before profit already calling for a, a vote on this, and uh, there is a split, of course, uh, certainly in in government, uh, certainly in the Green parties, and there on whether the ban should be extended or not. Well, we had this extraordinary intervention by uh, Nessa Hurrigan, the, D- the Dublin Central TD, this morning on the, on the Clare Byrne show. She said that ending the eviction ban was completely the wrong decision. She described it as heartless, uh, expressed her disappointment that Green Party leader Eamon Ryan didn't speak up for Green Party values and Green Party policy at the coalition leaders' meeting where, where this course of action was essentially decided upon before the Cabinet sign-off. Um, so there, there is there is some... Somewhat dissatisfaction within elements of the Green Party. I, I see Patrick Costlow, a Dublin South Central TD, raising the issue in the Dáil and suggesting that the eviction ban should have been extended and, and tested in the courts legally if, mm-hmm. if that was a concern of the government. Uh, so there, there is some discomfort, but, but surveying other Green Party TDs, they've defended Eamon Ryan's actions. They've also, you know, they've also said that there are mitigating efforts uh, which have been driven by the Green Party, which will will help people to potentially get first refusal on on buying a home that a landlord is selling, a tenant might get first refusal on that, albeit they, it would very much depend on whether they're in a position okay. to buy or not. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, access to the, to the first home scheme, uh, the shared equity scheme, which might might help them to, uh, yeah, no, to get, uh, get on the property ladder. Not, notwithstanding that, it is uh, contentious. Uh, Cormac McQuinn of the Irish Times, thank you very much indeed. Pauline O'Reilly of the Green Party, a Senator and Party Chairperson, you're very welcome to the programme. Thank you very much. Is the Green Party split on this? 
No, not at all. And I suppose one thing to remember is that um, we needed to wait for Cabinet to conclude its discussions. And as has been pointed out, um, there were further discussions in that. Now, one part that is being missed here is that there is a sea change now in favour of tenants. And I, and I know that that is difficult to hear in the circumstance when we're talking about an eviction ban being lifted. But landlords will no longer be able to evict somebody who's at risk of homelessness in order to sell a house. That decision was also made today. Well, um, what Dara O'Brien has said is he's going to bring forward a piece of legislation. So when will that that be law? Well, I I can't tell you because we don't have the full details of that. So not before the ban is lifted, is that right? But, I I mean, ban is is, is ultimately um, the... The tenancies would end from the 1st of April until the middle of June. I know, so so that won't be in place before the ban is lifted. You say there's no split in the Green Party. Have a listen to this. This is Nyasa Horrigan, your uh, colleague in the Green Party. Explain this to me afterwards. I can guarantee you that next month I will be sitting in constituency clinics and there will be mammies coming into me saying I am being evicted through no fault of my own. This is no fault evictions and I am now going to have to move. My children are going to have to be removed from their school and go somewhere else. And there are no more. There are no more hotel rooms in Dublin Central. There are no more B&Bs. I genuinely do not know where we are going to put people. No split? Look, what NASA also said, and I listened to the interview, what NASA also said several times is that the eviction ban could not continue forever and that everybody was aware nobody of that. Nobody's saying and that. that. She, she accepted and, and, nobody no, was but, saying that. But hold that. on a second. But ultim- ultimately, that we needed to put in better protection for tenants. And that is what is happening. No, hang on a second. And, and, you're after admitting here that the protections you're talking about will not be in place before people could be evicted at the end of this month. Well, now, to I her question, that, look, to I, her I, question I, then, where will evicted people go in April? If I could answer the question first. So what I'm saying to you is what was reported there earlier is that people will be offered the home and if they can afford it, they can take it. What's actually being missed in this conversation is that approved housing bodies will have to then um, purchase the homes and offer them back to the tenants for the same rent or lower rent so that people cannot be evicted from their homes in order for a landlord to sell it. And that is what will happen. And of course, um, I can't give you a time because Darrell O'Brien, which you, who you'll speak to later, yeah. can talk about the timeline on that. But this is a, she- a, a, a sea change in terms of how tenants are protected in this country. And So you're um, evicting I, people who are, are vulnerable to homelessness and they have nowhere to go. Does that reflect Green Party values? Well, uh, as as has also been outlined here, there are difficulties, legal difficulties and challenges um, if you continue something which um, doesn't allow people to to um, sell or to uh, to sell their homes. So this is something which means that we do both. Says things. who? Yes, we allow. Well, we have AGs. Uh, we have the AGs' advice. We have. Um, lots of legal commentators who would say that there have to be a balance of rights there. We that, also so that is advice. Know, so why, why not know. extend the ban and take on any challenge? Because ultimately a ban is not going to um, result. It can't last forever. It's not going Nobody's to result. It's, it's not... This is why we can't extend it, I'm explaining, I'm because it's not going to result in people not being made homeless at some point. So what we do have to do is find a way that will ensure that people can't be evicted because a landlord wants to sell the house. And, and that's what's being done. So I do think that that is, is a shift. But in the end of the day, what we need are 
houses in the market. We can't you have said uh, landlords, you would provide, we can't have landlords you, leaving Senator, the market. you said you would provide more emergency accommodation before the ban was lifted. You haven't done so. The amount of emergency accommodation will not uh, will not meet the needs of all the people who may be evicted, thousands of them, children among them. Look, the, children uh, among them. Uh, look, Where will we, they go? There is, there is, it's a valid there is question. There is absolutely, there is absolutely um, you know, a, a complete understanding that that it is a difficult situation, which has built up for a long period of time. And, you know, and there doesn't seem to be a, a stage where we can point to in a couple of months' time where we can say that, um, you know, all of the supply is going to be there. But let's remember that... Last year, we had 30,000 new homes built and that 30,000 people also availed of the rent-to-buy scheme, that we had uh, eight to 9,000 social houses built last year as well, which is uh, the most since 1975. So it's not as if no efforts are being made to address things. And, and ultimately, that's what we need to do. We also need to make sure that landlords are not leaving the market en masse. Um, and so... I do believe that one of the best ways to ensure that we do that is to say that they can't just sell it on the open market, that approved housing bodies will have to take on these houses where people are at risk of homelessness if the landlord sells, and that they will have the same rent or lower rent once that happens. Green Party Senator and Party Chairperson uh, Pauline O'Reilly, thank you very much indeed. We'll hear from the Housing Minister, Dara Bryan, if you want to fall about this uh, just after five o'clock. You can text us to 51551. We'll move on for the moment because there were uh, chaotic and unprecedented scenes at the Court of Appeal this afternoon as teacher Enoch Burke and five members of his family were forcibly removed from the courtroom by Gordy. One person was arrested during the incident after the Court of Appeal had dismissed Enoch Burke's challenges to uh, court orders. Shane Phelan is Legal Affairs Editor with the Irish Independent and he was in the courtroom this afternoon. Shane, you're very welcome to the programme. What happened? Uh, Cormac, I've been reporting on the courts and justice issues for many, many years and I have never uh, in my career seen anything like this. Um, what was uh, scheduled today was uh, the Court of Appeal. They were they were giving their judgment on uh, an appeal that Enoch Burke, uh, the school teacher, had against uh, two court orders given by the High Court last year, basically restraining him from uh, from going to Wilson's Hospital School, the school where he used to teach in in uh, County Westmead, and he, he was suspended uh, from it last year and has since been dismissed. Um, there were um, uh, it was quite clear uh, from a reading of the ruling uh, that was been given by uh, the the president of the court, Mr. Justice George Birmingham, that Enoch Burke was 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 about to lose uh, that appeal, and um, uh, at various points, uh, members of the Burke family. Uh, basically began to interrupt the judge. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the first of these interruptions, the judges left the bench, went to their chambers, and I suppose to let things cool down a bit, and they came back about five minutes later um, and said, look, we're, we're going to attempt to, to read out the uh, the rest of the, of our ruling. And um, uh, the judge went on, and uh, he, he basically got to a point where he was being critical of... Uh, comments that Enoch Burke had made, some of the, uh, what uh, he described as offensive terms used by Enoch Burke during the appeal. And at this uh, point, all hell broke loose. Uh, Enoch Burke got to his feet, um, shouting up that the the judge was a disgrace. 
Uh, I can only describe it as a cacophony of noise from the benches where the family uh, were uh, uh, standing at this stage, uh, shouting uh, at the judges. The oh, judges oh, what, what kind of things were they left. shouting, uh, Shane? Um, well, uh, one of the things that Enoch Burke shouted uh, was that he was being, how dare you strip me of my constitutional rights. His, uh, his mother, Martina, uh, shouted on a number of occasions uh, that the judges were bowed prostrate at the altar of transgenderism. Um, uh, his sister, uh, Amy Burke, uh, made a number of comments uh, quite loudly, claiming her, her brother was being uh, denied his constitutional rights. So the judges have gone from the bench at this stage. The war guards in the court more came in and they basically... Uh, uh, requested that the Burks leave uh, the courtroom. And it's at this stage that things got very, very fraught indeed. Um, there was uh, very loud and angry exchanges uh, uh, directed at the, uh, at the guards. Um, uh, they refused to leave. Uh, and uh, at this point, uh, um, after being asked for a number of occasions, uh, the guards basically began to physically remove them all one by one. The first uh, to be taken out was Amy Burke, uh, a solicitor. She was physically removed. Taken R- removed out by a guard, is that right? By a number of guards. Um, two, uh, three or four actually were involved in removing her. Uh, the next one out was Simeon uh, Burke, uh, the, the youngest member of the family there, uh, who he put up quite a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean and Martina Burke, the, the, the parents, um, uh, were, were, were uh, uh, physically taken from the court as well. Uh, Enoch Burke, um, uh, despite grabbing onto a bench and a table, uh, uh, throughout this, uh, he was eventually physically removed as well by, so, by so four so guards. They, they uh, he were to cut his hands uh, during the oh. incident. Uh, they were resisting removal uh, when the Gordy were trying to remove them. Obviously, then. Yeah, um, they were holding on to anything they could hold on to: uh, benches, tables, each other, uh, pushing back against the guards who were, who were who were trying to take them out. It really, really was very fraught, Cormac, and okay. it, it's hard to describe. Uh, you know, words don't kind of do justice to the scenes. It's almost something like that, that, that you would actually need to see with your own eyes. Uh, it's not something uh, you see in the courts on a regular basis. N- no, hardly ever. Um, now, look, we, we've, I suppose, grown accustomed to uh, disturbances in court involving uh, the Burks, and, and there have been some removals from courtrooms in the past, but I've never seen anything like this. Mm-hmm. Where, so where what happens next? What happens next then uh, legally, uh, uh, Shane? Well, he's lost, um, he's lost his appeal uh, against these orders which were uh, directing him to stay away from the school. So where it goes to now is, well, he could appeal that further or t- attempt to appeal that further to the Supreme Court. That's one part of it. Uh, separately, um, the High Court um, has to handle the case between him and the school. Um, there's another limb to this where he has uh, 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 an appeal against his dismissal, and that's going to a tribunal uh, outside of the courts. Then you have this issue about um, his uh, ongoing contempt of court. So he's he's been fined, uh, Enoch Burke has been fined €700 Euros a day for each day he remains in contempt. That's him turning up at the school each day. Uh, and um, uh, affidavits were filed uh, by the school and by Enoch Burke last week uh, in respect of a review the, court, the High Court is, is, is doing of that matter, and um, it, it remains to be seen what's going to happen okay. there. Uh, the judge involved said he could, has previously said he could increase the fines 
Um, other options available to him would be to return Enoch Burke to prison or to sequester his assets. But that remains uh, to be seen, I suppose, what happens seen, in that yeah. regard. What a remarkable end to an application in the Court of Appeal. Uh, Shane Phelan, Legal Affairs Editor with the Irish Times, thank you very much uh, indeed. We're going to take a very short break, but before I do, let me bring you a taste of what you think uh, by text to 51551 about the eviction ban being lifted. Why should private landlords be responsible for the shortcomings of government? landlords pay over half the rent in tax, says one listener. The eviction ban, says another, was a temporary measure. If a landlord rents out a home, he or she has rights. It's not up to that small landlord to provide housing in, on the state's uh, behalf. And uh, a listener says, I would highly recommend that someone from the RTB be asked to speak on the programme to lay out clearly the rights of tenants and landlords with regards uh, to notice of termination. People need to be absolutely aware of their rights. You can text us to 51551 and just a very short correction, Shane Feeling is, of course, uh, with the Irish Independent.